Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Though we're still far from completely being past COVID, expanding vaccination levels have made it possible to ease many travel restrictions. And along with the increase of heat and humidity, the arrival of increasing number of visitors reminds us that it's summer in Maine. That provides an opportunity to poke around in the Electronic Cottage archives to select some episodes that may still be very relevant whether to visitors from outside of the area or to regular listeners who might have missed them the first time around. So, put your feet up and, we hope, enjoy this Electronic Cottage Encore. Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Here on the Electronic Cottage, we've devoted some episodes to thinking about algorithms in the past, which have a huge impact on our daily lives in both our digital and physical worlds. Yet most of us have little or no idea that algorithms even exist, let alone what they are, what they do, and very importantly, how they work. Often enough, neither do those who are actually using them in their day-to-day jobs from bank loan officers to police officers to judges and many others who have decision-making authority in very important areas of our lives. How do most banks decide whether a person gets a mortgage and, if they do get it, what the interest rate should be? Yep, often it's algorithms. Does the loan officer have any idea how the algorithm made the decision? Probably not. How about someone who winds up getting arrested and wants to get bail? Guess what? In many places in this country today, the bail magistrate is looking at a computer screen that has a recommendation for or against allowing bail, and if it's for, what amount of bail should be set. Suggestions that come from, you got it, algorithms. These types of situations are leading some government regulatory bodies to say that people affected by algorithmic decisions have a right to know how the algorithm came to that decision. But implementing such regulations has at least two big problems. First, if the software company that created the algorithm that the government or commercial agency uses actually does know how it works, the company will often cry, trade secret, and demand that how the algorithm does work not be revealed. When confronted with the trade secret argument, courts have thus far been divided on whether the way the algorithm works has to be revealed to the defense in a court case. In several cases to date, courts have accepted the trade secret argument, often to the detriment of the person trying to defend themselves in court. This becomes a very large problem. Recall the Sixth Amendment to the United States Constitution. Quote, in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law, and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense." End quote. 
We've seen a number of situations in recent years in court cases in which a defendant demands to know how police arrived at certain evidence, or, more recently, how evidence presented was determined to supposedly be true, including so-called forensic evidence. The answer to the defendant's demand is often, computer says it's true. But how can someone cross-examine a witness that is a machine that will not say how it reached the decision? The second reason that it's often difficult to find how an algorithm works is because the company that created the algorithm used a technique called machine learning. In that approach, once the machine learning process begins, the machine works on its own. And, put simply, no one, including the company that designed it, can explain exactly how the algorithm does work. So, whether it's the California Privacy Protection Agency or countries in the European Union that are trying to apply the General Data Protection Regulation, the answer is the same from the company that created such machine learning-based algorithms. We'd be happy to explain how our algorithm arrives at its decisions, but we can't because we don't know how it works. We just know that it does work. Increasingly, that is not being considered a very acceptable answer. And demands to know how algorithms work have led to a whole new sub-discipline, often referred to as algorithmic accountability or algorithmic explainability. Does this new sub-discipline offer hope to those who've been adversely impacted by an algorithmic decision to provide an explanation on how that algorithm came to the decision? The answer is not yet clear. But there is certainly a lot of discussion in research and academic circles about how to go about providing explanations about how algorithms do work. It seems like a pretty straightforward demand at first. Give me an explanation of how this algorithm reaches a decision. But alas, it's not quite as simple a problem as it might at first sound. Let's think like a computer geek for a moment faced with that demand. The computer person first has to figure out what is an explanation, and then who is me? Or more precisely, who's requesting the explanation, and what are those people like? Perhaps you can see where this is going. Searching dictionaries for a definition of the term explanation can be a surprisingly frustrating experience, often with a good deal of circular logic involved. An explanation, several definitions say, explains something. Which means? Perhaps the most useful description comes from the Cambridge English Dictionary, in which one possible meaning of an explanation is, quote, the details or reasons that someone gives to make something clear or easy to understand, end quote. Even with that sort of helpful definition, we find ourselves, as do the computer folks wrestling with this problem today, back at the question of who is requesting the explanation. In an article in XRDS entitled, quote, Explaining Explainable AI, end quote, Michael Hand identified four different types of people who would be looking for, essentially, four different types of reasons about how an algorithm works. One group might be tech folks who build systems. 
They mostly want to know if an algorithm is working properly, is doing what it's supposed to do, and maybe how to make it better. And they speak computer. A second group is the people using an AI system to make decisions like those mentioned above. Should someone get a mortgage, and how much should the interest rate be? Or should someone get bail, and how high should it be? Those folks don't speak computer. A third group is the regulators, who are charged with making sure algorithmic systems are safe and fair. They do their best to speak computer. And the fourth group is us, the people who are affected by algorithmic decisions and want to be confident that the decisions are accurate and fair. If we go back to our dictionary description, is it likely that any single explanation is going to, quote, make something clear or easy to understand, end quote, for all of these groups? This poses a lot of challenges to system creators and builders who might be actually trying to figure out some way to explain how an algorithm works in a way that any of those folks, including us, can understand. And we'll try to take a look at some of the approaches the computer folks are exploring right now, here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. <laughs>